So there's been a mixed reaction from political parties uh, following the decision to release a former president, Jacob Zuma, on medical parole. He'll now be completing the remainder of his 15-month sentence at home. We are joined on the line by a correctional services spokesperson, Singabako Ngumalo. Good afternoon to you, Saya. A very good afternoon, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Good to have you on the show. Yes. So, um, my first question is, um, who applied for the medical parole? Uh, the act does stipulate uh, to say who needs to make an application. Okay. In this case, I want to be specific. Yes. It was one of the treating doctors okay. um, who then um, made that application, having assessed Mr. Zuma upon admission, and also, I think, a week later, uh, upon uh, depicting that uh, his state of health was deteriorating mm. and, there were, and there were other conditions that he cited which I cannot disclose. Okay. But then um, as a medically trained person, uh, then an application was brought forward to say uh, we need to you know, uh, uh, consider this inmate for um, placement on parole um, due to uh, ill health. Okay. And, and how long does a medical uh, parole process take was Mr. Zuma's parole application fast-tracked? It was not fast-tracked. How mm. it works is that you have a structure called a, a, um, a medical parole advisory panel. Yes. It's, it's a group of uh, doctors uh, which uh, get sourced from different provinces. They then make, that, make up that particular structure, mm. and they are not affiliated to the department, so they're independent. They will then um, um, go through the medical reports because not all of them will go and examine you know, a sick inmate. They will assign one doctor who will then go conduct the examination and bring back a report. They will then go through that report and then uh, make a recommendation to the National Commissioner who eventually must make a decision whether to grant medical uh, parole or deny it. But there must be the reasons provided in terms of either granting or denying medical parole. Okay. Also want to find out, is the nature of the, the crime a consideration when granting medical parole? Um, you, it has to be someone classified to go for low risk. Okay. Uh, that uh, is then um, uh, uh, also considered. But also the term that the person may have served. For instance, if they say I may have been convicted uh, for a murder case maybe in my early 20s and I've served maybe more than uh, 15 years, um, and now my classification is there to be of a low-risk inmate. Uh, and then um, now um, a terminal ill inmate, then that person does qualify to be considered. But it has to fit a definition to say you are either terminally ill, uh, physically incapacitated, or, or someone who is unable to provide self-care or your struggle you know, uh, with daily activities. Therefore, your case must be attended to. And are there any, are there any conditions for Mr. Zuma's medical parole? Yes, there must be conditions because we are placing a person out who is um, sentenced to a particular term. And if those years have not been served um, up to completion, therefore there must be conditions because that person must then be transferred into what we call a, a community correction system. That's yes. where you find parole officers. Mm. 
Mm. So it's people who will be visiting you at home to check how are you doing, are you abiding by those parole conditions, or even in case there is urgent need to attend to other needs that mm. may emerge, they are able then to assist you. So they are not there to really, you know, make life difficult for a person, but it's to assist that person to adjust and also to provide additional care which may arrive. Is he is he is he going to is he supposed to to check in uh, with the police? Like once a week, twice it, a week. It, no, it, it it also depends on the state of health of that inmate. So, for instance, someone who's placed on medical parole, that person cannot be expected to conduct uh, community work because okay. that person will not be fit for such an activity. But then the, the conditions will stipulate to say uh, you you ought to provide us continuously with uh, medical reports and also the, even the treatment uh, that you are getting. And um, other details will also will be will have to be made available to us up until such time that you know that sentence expires. And also to make it a point that you do not deviate, because should you deviate from those parole conditions, unfortunately you may have to revoke that uh, placement and, and and then and look at the appropriate punishment. Okay, uh, since Mr. Zuma is uh, you know facing some charges, so a lot of people want to know that, you know, can he still go to jail for a separate offence? I think that's a matter that uh, lies with a different jurisdiction. Mm. I think the NPA will really have to then uh, deal with that particular aspect and his uh, and lawyers. Uh, but with uh, for us as, as correctional services, mm. we are dealing with someone who's sentenced uh, to 15 months okay. uh, in prison, someone who's um, stay, uh, um, held is, is not good, and someone whose um, uh, medical reports that indicate that must be uh, placed on medical parole. And finally, uh, see that some political parties are against the, this decision. Can this decision be challenged and possibly overturned? Um, we do expect that you yes. will find other voices which may differ with um, the decision that we've taken as a department. And it's something that we don't always look at it in a negative way because what it does, it, it affords us an opportunity to unpack, uh, you know, the, the parole regime, how it works. Yes. But also, uh, it is good also to reflect because you get to hear more about uh, these when it's high-profile people who are benefiting from it. You will recall the case of the former National Commissioner Shekis. There was yes. so much noise when he was placed on medical parole. Yeah. And unfortunately, when he passed on, nobody even came back and said, oh, correctional services, no, indeed, you were correct in the decision that you, you know, that, that you took at the time. But then, as, as I've said, for us, it's an opportunity also to educate the public so that even when you have a relative who's incarcerated and you are aware of the peculiar medical conditions, uh, you are then able to say, please, can this person also be assisted in case, you know, there's no attention at, at, to that particular factor. But we do have officials trained medically who are able to assist inmates. But the, the more educated we are, the wiser we are in the nation. And then everyone will then, you know, um, say, no, the system that we have does work for everybody equally. Sangabaku Kumalo, thank you so much. 
Kumalo. So Singabako Mumalo, is that right? Yes, a beautiful name. Where are yours? Where are yours? Take us. Where are yours? Take us. What do you guys make of this? Of what? Of of this medical parole. I mean, I didn't. I did not see the medical report, so I I have no comment. We didn't see this medical report. We didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> we did not see it. But I have to say, three years ago, I, I met him for the first time. Well, we didn't meet. I saw him at Zimbali. When? Jacob? Shabir, Shabir, yeah. Oh, just keeping fit. After, being, after, after getting medical parole? <laughs> Yeah, they're not Bogota. Bogota is a place, ne? Yes. Igu Pigonj? I'm not too sure. South America, ne? Somewhere there. Probably. South America, what what? Yes, I shall. Where's Bogota? Huh? Can't remember. Can, you just say don't know. Don't say you can't remember. Well, shy, shy. Mom's giving where's Bogota? Iko kwenum fit. Ipa lim pop.